Are you ready to boss up and start that business? You're listening to Be A Boss Coaching Podcast. My name is Beatriz Rivera, and this show is my empowerment tool and community builder. My mission is to help queer and walk, that's queer and women of color, start their businesses with accountability, clarity, and most of all, confidence. On this podcast, I go over the question, can entrepreneurship help us reach our potential? I talk about my hardships, my wins, and you'll even hear how other queer and women of color have navigated and come to own their entrepreneur identity. I'm a social worker turned entrepreneur coach, and as such, of course, I'm going to give you tips, inspiration, and maybe even some laughs to help you not just start, but transform into that boss. Welcome to another episode of the Be A Boss Coaching Podcast. My name is Beatriz and I'm an entrepreneur coach and I help women of color, BIPOC and queer entrepreneurs walk along their journey like a boss. This is episode eight and I want to talk to you a little bit about me. I feel like I don't share enough about who I am, what I do, what I like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but this is a podcast. I want to get to know you. I want you to get to know me. One thing that I want to share with you today is that I own a Shiba Inu. His name is Bailey. And he's truly a special dog, if you know what I mean. And yeah, that's just a little tidbit about me. But today I want to talk to you about how to think about your ICA or your ideal client avatar. And I want to talk about this because I believe that this is a principle that you first think about or hear about when you're first starting your entrepreneur journey. You hear and see this everywhere. Think about your ideal target audience, your ideal client avatar. And yeah, it's a very helpful technique to think about, especially as you're starting to think about the messaging and your positioning for your services and your products. And it really helps to digest your products and services as solutions to these target audience and to the your ideal client avatar. But the reason I want to talk to you about it today, I don't want to talk to you about it from this point of view of what questions you should think about. I want to reframe how to think about your ideal client avatar because it was a difficult journey for me or a difficult part of the process for me to think about ideal client avatar because I'm a social worker. So I think a lot about the human aspect of principles, especially if we're going to think about what people we want to serve i'm gonna think about it deeply sometimes i tend to overthink how are we humanizing this experience and how are we thinking about it in uh, with putting people first i don't know if that's a good or bad thing i think it's a good thing but when it comes to business and it comes to trying not to overthink it sometimes it can get in the way in terms of trying to really hone in on who you're trying to serve so I hope that the tips that I talk about today are helpful. Before I do that, I do want to take the moment to remind you to come on over to BeABossCoaching.com and book a call with me if you've been thinking about exploring coaching and what that could look like. I'd love to help you. You get 30 minutes of free coaching where I learn a little bit about you and your business and your goals and your entrepreneur journey and what that could look like. 
for you and how I can support you in that journey. So I'm excited to hear more about you. Don't be shy. Come on over to BeABossCoaching.com and book a call. And if you want to rate and review this podcast, please come on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Leave us a, a rating. And that would be so, 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 so appreciative. Thank you so, so much. And let's get into it. So a thought that you might have in your head when you're thinking about ideal client avatar is this feels stupid. Frankly, maybe even unnecessary to think about ideal client avatar because maybe you want to help everybody. Why does this even matter? These might be thoughts that you might be having, but let me tell you something. It is necessary and definitely worth taking your time thinking about your ICA. It seems fairly easy to think about, right? You just think about who is your ideal target audience? What do they like to do? What do they like to listen to? What are their biggest pain points? It's pretty straightforward. And I don't think that it's hard to think about it. However, if many times you end up creating a whole ideal client avatar and then you end up creating another one and then another one, <laughs> which is something that I've done. I don't blame you. It's totally normal. Why? Because there's so many layers. There's so many layers to think about for people. And I know as a social worker, I think one of the hardest parts about thinking about this, thinking about my ideal client customer avatar is because I understand that there's many human complexities on many different levels about what makes us tick. There's a surface level fundamental principle about understanding your client psychology but as a person who studied mental health and studied psychology I actually have a bachelor's in psychology by the way there's so much to how do I say it there's just so much to reduce to an ICA when it comes to thinking about an ICA and if you're somebody that also comes from service profession and who thinks about people on a humanizing level, this is going to be hard, especially when you have to battle with the multifaceted aspects that make up a human being. But the way that I want to reframe it for you is this. Number one, think of a friend who you would consider being someone that would love and benefit from your product. So the closer they are, the better. Honestly, of course, if not, if that's not the case, it's still so much better than creating a fake person from your own imagination. And you can build a new ICA from the skeleton of this friend or the skeleton of who you're thinking about. And something that I like to do is pretend I'm talking to my friend whenever I write a new bio or a caption or whenever I have anything new that I'm releasing or launching, like my freebies, I like to think of what the words that she uses and what the type of language that she normally prefers. And I actually send it to her sometimes and she's like, hey, does this resonate with you? What do you think of the language? What do you think of this word? And she'll give me feedback. And I've told her before, you're somebody that I'd love to work with, like her personality, what she likes, how she thinks, how she carries herself. And, and so she truly is the person that I send my things to whenever I have something coming out, new copy, whatever it is, I truly rely on her to think about it from that perspective. 
And it doesn't just require your own voice to come through, but it actually resonates with someone real. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't, you don't have to think that this might resonate with this fake person that I created. Like this actually resonates with a real person that I know in real life and who I would love to work with if they needed my service or would like to try my product. So number two, you may know this friend fairly well, but if you don't have a friend, that this person would be your actual ideal client. The shortcut that I would say to do is to actually set up video calls with people who are your target audience and ask them directly, what do you do for work? <laughs> what music do you listen to? What is your favorite food? Questions that will help you get to know that person intimately. And even if they don't buy from you, like that's okay. They're still doing you a huge favor by letting you into their minds. And friends are usually always up for helping out. And this exercise helps to know that your ICA will build more authentic rather than creating a fake person from scratch and probably creating fake persons over and over and then having your messaging be inconsistent. Number three. A lot of advice says to work on your ICA early on in your business journey. It is a great exercise in the beginning, but I argue that the exercise is actually more effective over time. When you've experienced with putting your business out there and have experienced the results of marketing yourself. So there's it reminds me of a question, what came first, the chicken or the egg? I don't know what comes first, the ICA or the sale. <laughs> I know this might be confusing, but stay with me. Ultimately, your ICA needs to turn into a real existing customer, right? Will you get more business when you get your ICA right? Or will you get your ICA right after you've gotten a few customers? And truth be told, you may have an idea of who you want to serve and help before you open your business, but you may realize that people you had in mind that you want to be your customer are not your customers at all. And it may be a completely different group of people. And let me give you an example. I used to think that I wanted my customers to be this like creative, artsy entrepreneurs who make their own physical products, like totes or stickers, and sell them. But my social work background and the approach that I use has attracted entrepreneurs who are more service-based, like coaches or therapists, even consultants and financial advisors. So people who they themselves are the product have to more consciously think about being consistent and clear. And here's my insight regarding this problem. If you are a product-based entrepreneur, Definitely think about your ICA in the beginning of your journey. Having a product that appeals to an ICA and that you've carefully thought about takes a lot of time. But with that investment in time and creating that ideal customer avatar will help you create a product that truly appeals to them. But if you're a service-based entrepreneur, you may see more clarity around who your customers are after you've gotten a few customers and identify what attracted those customers to you and fine tune your ICA with the more people that reach out to you. 
So as you begin to prize and to put pieces of your ICA together, you can fine-tune your messaging better and create a cycle of the right messaging leading to the right clients, which then feeds back into your messaging. All right. I know that thinking about your ICA is a pain because it feels as if it keeps changing and changing to fit the service and product that you want to sell. And depending on how you look at it, you could be working backwards or working forward. Meaning, do you want your ICA to fit your products and services or do you want your product and services to fit your ICA? However you look at it, know that there is no perfect formula for landing on the perfect ideal client avatar. And over time, you'll learn how to intuitively craft your messaging and business positioning to one that's representative of all that you are. So I hope that this was helpful and that it gave you a different way to think about your ideal client avatar because It has helped me in the sense that I wasn't overthinking a fake person, which wasn't helping, right? It didn't help. But I hope that thinking about it in this way, with this new angle, and with new strategies for how to create an ICA can really help you to think about your business and your products and services with a more intention. All right, that's it for me, y'all, for how to reframe your ideal client avatar or ICA, how to think about it differently. Hopefully, it gets you on the other side of this hurdle of ICA because I think if if you overthink it, if you keep trying to figure out who is your ideal client customer avatar, sometimes when we don't feel like we have that honed in and we have that down it can really create inconsistency and perhaps even feeling unsure and uncertain about what you're providing about what you're selling about your business in general and I don't want you to feel that way I want you to feel confident about what you're selling and I want you to feel confident about who you're serving and how you're helping people so I hope that this was helpful. Again, if you have any questions and you would like to explore coaching with me, if you're a new entrepreneur, a new business owner, or maybe you have a setback and you're trying to figure out what is next, how do I move forward in this journey? How can I move forward in this journey with more confidence, like a boss with a little bit of ease? Then come on over and book a call with me. I'd love to help you. And I, I'd i love to hear more about your journey and what is coming up for you in this process. So again, thank you so, so much for sticking around with me. And I hope you come back next week. I'm so excited for next week's episode, which is an episode that I did with a dear good friend of mine, Kalima, who is the owner and founder of Cafe Con Libros, a feminist bookstore and coffee shop in Brooklyn, New York. So I'm so excited for you to listen to that conversation. And in the meantime, I hope that you take care. Keep on in this journey. All right. Bye.